We are in a series that we're calling What's Under Your Skin. And the, um, the f- what we're looking at today is patience. Now, I'm not going to get a survey with hands, but I'm guessing in a room of this size with this many people, there's at least a few of us that struggle with patience. You can just nod. Would I be correct? Don't nod the person's head next to you. Patience. When we started the series, we said that um, for us to really have these nine Christ-like characteristics in our life, it's good to see Lindsay Smith. I just saw you, Lindsay. Good to see you. Um, To have those nine Christ-like characteristics in our life, it starts through what it says in John chapter 15. And this is what it says. I am the true vine, Jesus said, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me and be- that he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Over to Galatians. We'll just read this part from Galatians Chapter 5, verse 19, it says, The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, this is Paul who wrote much of the New Testament, he says, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. You know, one of the things I thought, um, just had a thought during the week, I, I thought to myself, every week I should have got up ever since I started and asked, started always with this question. Have you gone this week, if you're a Jesus follower, have you gone this week remaining in the vine? I think it's a good question to ask ourselves. How have we gone Remaining in Christ, clinging to the vine, like the dog in a sense with the bone that he won't let go of. How have you gone? Just clinging 
to Jesus. And it's probably fair to say that over the 12 years, I couldn't say every week that I've been clinging like a dog to a bone. But the thing with this and the remaining and putting these two scriptures together is saying the closer we remain, the tighter we remain to Jesus, the more the fruit, the characteristics of Christ, the fruit of the Spirit will flow out of our life. And this being the, sort of the last series that I work my way through is this is nearly a lasting thought that I want to give you. Cling to the vine. Cling to the vine and the characteristics of Christ will flow through your life. Fruit will flow. Fruit will flow. But what about patience? What about patience? As hard as it is for me to say this, if patience is not really flowing from your life, the obvious question is, how close are you clinging to the vine? Patience is not easy to talk about. Sorry, patience is easy to talk about, but it's not so easy to live. I came across this 30-second little video of a group of skateboarders recording themselves when all of a sudden there was an incident of a lack of patience taking place between a driver who was in a hurry and a grandma who was crossing the road. I want to encourage you, because it's a little bit hazy, but to keep your eye on the grandma and the driver of the car. <laughs> Who would like to watch that again? <laughs> I think our patience is tested more in the car for some of us than anywhere else. We're in a time where patience is at a minimum, I think. I always try and picture myself, imagine being uh, customer service for Jetstar when a plane is delayed. Can you imagine that? I just think of my dad, how he responds when a plane uh, is late. And I think what happens there, just when we were kids, Patience, our patience can be tested in all sorts of ways. King Solomon said this in Proverbs 14, 29. He says, a patient person has great understanding, but a quick-tempered person displays folly. folly. He says that if we're patient, we are wise, but, it, but we're foolish when, we're quickly, when we have a quick temper. You know, you can't talk about patience without talking about anger because that's what patience is is actually it's slow to anger it's slow to get angry 
You know, to be patient in Greek means to be long-tempered. This far-away anger. We, we live in this fast-paced culture which doesn't allow for too much patience at times. People don't like to wait. I thought about sitting there for about two minutes before I got up, just not saying anything and just nothing happening. Some of you probably may well have got the shakes and thought, what is going on? Come on, I'll get up. I always uh, can't help but think as I think about patience about internet speed and computers. Can you imagine if the government said tomorrow we're going to go back to dial-up? Can you imagine that? Well, I can't because it just wouldn't, I'd just be very upset. You know, I'm not going to wait an extra 30 seconds, a minute, whatever it might be. You know, there are restaurants at a time, and probably not so much now because they've even got faster. They used to offer meals. Remember that? If your meal doesn't come in five or six minutes, you get it for free. We complain at all, about all sorts of things. And I'm just thinking of myself. The microwave's going too long. Come on, hurry up. We get impatient when there's a blackout. If I stood up and said that in South Australia, they might have a real go at me. But, you know, we get impatient when there was a blackout last week for 20 minutes. What is going on? If someone in the aisle that's express, that's 15 in their, in their basket and they've got 16... Uh, no, not that I count, but, but you know, <laughs> being put on hold. Is that how, how frustrating is that, being put on hold? I was visiting uh, at a hospital uh, a little while ago now and I was running a touch late uh, for, for the person that I wanted to, to catch up with and I ran into the elevator and uh, there was a nurse in the in the corner there as I ran in and there was no one there and I was just pressing the, you know, the close button. You know, just hurry up and close and she just said to me in the nicest voice, that's not going to make much of a difference. (laughs) And I thought I'm a pastor, so just be really careful. And um, we just had a little bit of a giggle and it was closing, the doors were closing and someone went (laughs) and we both saw the funny side of it at that time. Patience. Patience. Is that under your skin? And does it flow out? You know, there's not a whole lot of books on patience. There's one that has the title, How to Teach Your Children Patience Without Losing It Yourself. Patience. Do do we actually need it anymore though? Do we really need it? The irony in some ways is that we live in a society which more and more are looking at finding saving time devices. You notice that? You can do this to save time. But what happens is that we find more time to fill ourselves or these things don't actually save time in the end because they drive us crazy anyway. And we lose patience with them and we become frustrated with it all anyway. Patience. 
We're on our last child with L plates. And uh, the amount of time that it takes from our house to Amy, where, who's driving, to her school is about 10 to 12 minutes. But when she drives, it takes at least 15 to 16 minutes. And there are times I'll just say, no, I'll drive. <laughs> Patience. It's like the four-year-old in the back of the seat of a car when you go on a holiday. We did the trip many a time to South Australia because my family's there and we would get in the car when the kids were little and we would literally get to the Westgate Bridge or whichever way we went, via the zoo, past the zoo, whatever, and we'd get there and they would say those words, are we there yet? <laughs> Sonia, you deal with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> are we there yet? But for a, for a little kid, all they've got is a very uncomfortable seat that they're in and a window that's not seeing too much and... Their eyes are looking straight into the back of my seat or Sonia's seat. That's all they see. Are we there yet? They don't know the entire journey. They don't know what's ahead. We, well, back in our day a little bit, but we had the maps. Remember those maps that took up the whole of the front seat? You know, you guys would have no idea what we're talking about, but the map would spread right out across and the Melway, remember that? L6, you know, frustration, impatience happened with... Anyway, you, you would work it out and you would try and find where we're going. But the poor little kid, that, all they're seeing is green grass and brown cows. Are we there yet? We had the whole map in front of us. We could see where we were going. We knew the journey that would eventually get us to our destination. Impatience is a real issue for us. We can't skirt around the issue with this one. It's named in scripture. It's pointed out to us that this must be a characteristic of a follower of Jesus. It's Paul in Romans who reminds us, is God who, who is the giver of patience, his patience. It says this in Romans 15. Thanks, Pete. It says, may God who gives patience... Steadiness and encouragement help you to live in complete harmony with each other. Each with the attitude of Christ toward the other. He gives patience. We've got to accept it. I get impatient at times with God's patience because I can't see the whole map. I'm going to talk a little bit about God's patience in a minute. But let's not forget that God is the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last. When you not only hold both the beginning and the end, you're not as much as in a hurry to see the results. God is This is one of the characteristics of the living God, is patience. When you create time, you don't rush around as if time was scarce. You have the whole picture. Hence is patience. We rush around. We are in a hurry. I can't help think of Jonah in the Old Testament. He was a guy, I believe, who lacked some patience. Patience isn't just something that we struggle with in 2016, 2018, wherever we are right now. Patience and the struggle of patience has always been around. Hence, as we read it through the scripture. 
We won't go into the whole story of Jonah, but Jonah was called by God to go to a place called Nineveh. He didn't want to go, he went the other way. He ends up in a boat. The boat had this, falls into a storm. We know most of us would know the story. He says, throw me overboard. I'm the cause of this. Swallowed by a whale. Ends up telling the people of Nineveh to repent as God had asked him to do. But he wasn't happy because he wanted the people in a sense destroyed. And this is what it says in Jonah chapter 4 verses 1 and 2. And I love how the message puts it. Jonah was furious. He lost his temper. Do you know what you do when you aren't so patient with others? You get pretty upset. I don't come across too many people going, oh, I'm feeling a little impatient today. I'm so happy. (laughs) If you've met them, I'd love to meet them. Jonah was furious. He lost his temper. He yelled at God. Courageous guy. God, I knew it. When I was back home, I knew this was going to happen. This is why I ran off to Tarshish. Not because he was scared of God. I knew that you were sheer grace and mercy. Not easily angered. Patient. You were rich in love and ready at the drop of a hat to turn your plans of punishment into a program of forgiveness. I'm so impatient. My patience is lacking. As I read that, that actually sounds like a good thing to me. Jonah knew God well. And he could, in a sense, determine ahead of time how God would be merciful and patient with those people. Maybe it's not so much about needing to reclaim patience. Patience is all about who God is and that as human beings we will never have patience unless we learn and stay and remain in God and his love. The level of patience you have in your life will be a direct proportion to your relationship with Christ. I speak from experience. You cling to the vine. You cling to Jesus. One of, the, one of the things that I hear from time to time is that when people read the Old Testament, they say, God just seems so angry, seems so mean. One of the things that I've done for a number of years now is I, I read through the Bible each year. And, and I've found, especially over the last few years as I've read through uh, the Old Testament, I, I've, I've noticed more and more just how patient God is in so many circumstances. In fact, there's times that I read it, I think, God, why didn't you do something here? Punish them quicker. But you just see time and time again how patient God was to his people and to individuals and situations. In this last week, my readings have been of Moses. 
And just how patient God was with Moses. When Moses just did not want to lead the people out of Egypt, out of captivity. And God was calling Moses to do it. And Moses came, was coming up with all sorts of excuses and all sorts of things. There was a time that says that God became frustrated with Moses because of that. But yet, as you read it and the deeper you read it, you notice just how patient he was with Moses. God stayed patient with him. And as you read further in and when you read Moses and he's on the Mount Sinai and he's um, receiving the Ten Commandments, you, uh, you, you read where God passes, passes Moses and he proclaims these words. He says these words to Moses. The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, patient, abounding in steadfast love and he lists more and more of his characteristics. And you will see time and time again through the Bible, you will read, and I'm happy to give you these verses where you read that, of this is who God is. This is who he is. This is who we sing to. This is who we pray to. This is who we read of. This is our God. He is a patient God, slow to anger. We see that through the life of Jesus with his disciples, how patient he was with, with them, with his disciples. We see it in the, in the time when Jesus was crucified and he was being whipped and punished and all those sorts of horrible things that happened to him. He says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. God's patience is beyond our human capacity to fully understand Peter, who followed Jesus around, one of his disciples, gives us a, an insight again to the patience of God. He says this, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you and, wanting, and not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Again, Peter highlights the patience of God. I, I get, I'm happy to admit this, there are times I get impatient with God. What, why is the world like this? What, why do people do this to one another in the church? God, I'm frustrated with life circumstances and not knowing what's ahead. But here's what, as I think about this, the more I think about it, this is from my own point of view. We become impatient with God because he won't respond with the concrete results that we would like straight up, or they're not the results that we would like, and we become impatient with that. This is how I saw it happening. This is how it should happen. There's the story told of the, the preacher from New England in Massachusetts by the name of Philip Brooks, who was known, he was actually known for his calmness and his poise. But to those who were close to him, they knew 
that he suffered these moments of frustration and these times of, um, he, he would get irritated with things that were going on around him. And one day a friend saw him pacing up and down the floor like a, like a caged lion. And they said, Dr. Brooks, what, what's the matter? What's the trouble with you here? He said, the trouble is, is that I'm in a hurry, but God isn't. At times I don't know what's more difficult. Is it impatience as a follower of Jesus with others, people, or is it in fact with God? Because patient with God involves faith. And to exercise faith is to surrender myself, my life to him. Patience with God is a challenge. Because sometimes it's not clear at all what God is doing. What are we, we're waiting. We don't want to wait. We're impatient. Sometimes it just seems to us really unclear whether God wants us to wait or to take some action. And it tests our patience. So it can be a, be a challenge. It can be a challenge to be patient with one another and it can be a challenge at times to have patience with God. None of us have perfected the art of being patient with each other or with God. But yet maybe just this morning, knowing as we think about this and God's patience, maybe just maybe he's saying, first and foremost, you need to slow down. Trust me. Trust me. That doesn't mean sitting on the couch and waiting for something just to appear on the TV out of nowhere, just to give you a heads up. But it's sometimes it's slowing down. It's trusting God. That, that his ways, he, he has you in the palm of his hand. Maybe it's stopping, pushing in a sense, close the door button on an elevator. God is interested in this world. He's interested in each and every person in here and he's interested in you. He has not given up. God waits patiently. He waits patiently for our responses. He waits patiently for our actions. You know, one of the key parts of God's patience is, is the fact that God says this, and we read about this through Paul. He says this, I was shown, this is Paul, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who believe on him and receive eternal life. This is God's patience too. You might be here this morning, you don't have a relationship with Jesus at all, or you've drifted right away from him. Think, well, well I want you to know this this morning, that he is patiently waiting for you to come back into relationship with him or to him for the first time. You need to hear that this morning. That's what Paul says, I was the worst of sinners. But he waited patiently for me. He will not force you. It's your decision. But God is patient. He is patient with us. His, his purpose is to bring us to a point of salvation. That's something for some of us to be thankful for too. Too. 
In light of God's purpose, in light of God's patience with us, let me just give you a few little things to, to leave with you this morning. In light of God's patience, I would say, and I didn't even put this up here, but I thought of this this morning. First and foremost, I would say, it's, it's, for some of us, it's actually coming to God and saying, thank you, God, that you are so patient with me. I don't know if you've prayed that recently. But God, thank you for your patience with me because I keep messing up. I keep doing things that are just not in line with your way. And, and you just stay patient with me. You keep forgiving me. And I just want to say thank you. I would hope too it would compel you and I to be patient with others. As I said, my impatience, if this is, if this is the surface, my impatience is just around there. Okay? That's where I sit. Some of you, you're way down here and you're like my heroes. But, but I sit around here. My impatience is never far from the surface. It comes back again and again. My testimony is the closer that I cling to the vine. I notice my patience with others' impatience drops down. And, and that's God giving me his patience. I truly believe that. There's this quote that I can relate to. It says this, that impatience with our circumstances leads to an impatience with God, which in turn leads to impatience with God's people or people generally. What do we usually do when we begin to feel the heat? We complain to anyone who will listen. We lash out at each other because of the pressure that we are feeling. Patience should be, it should be one of those characteristics in your life, in my life, that actually sets us apart as followers of Jesus. That, that people notice that in, in our lives. This is part of who we are. Patience is not easy. And in fact, you can pay a price for being patient. I'm not saying this is rolling over, just being, being rolled over, letting people walk over you. But I do know that the easy road leads us to impatience. Patience is love and love is patient. The other one there that I just want to encourage you is that you can enjoy the journey. And I know some of you, as you sit here today, you have just been patient and patient and patient waiting for certain circumstances. So this can be a really hard one to hear right now. It might be waiting for a job. It might be waiting for a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a, to have children. It could be all sorts of different things. So this can be a, a more difficult one for you to hear, but I still want to share it. That you can trust that God has the big map before him and he can see all things. And he can read it just fine. And that you can trust the journey through life. That it has a purpose. It's not just simply a means to the end. You know, as we're, we're travelling in the car, most 99% of the time if someone's in front of us and we're, we're focused on what's ahead and the people that frustrate us who are ahead of us. Very rarely do we think, oh, that person behind me just cut off someone. We don't really, we're focused on what's ahead because we want to get to the place. We don't want people to get in the way of that. 
We want to get there as soon as we can. But, but Jesus can see way before ahead. And even in these times of struggle for you, I want to encourage you to remain patient with, with him. If that's what you take from here today, that'd be great. It's this little quote that I think really help, helps in this, and it says this, Patience is a calm endurance based on the certain knowledge that God is in control. Patience is a calm endurance based on the knowledge, on the certain knowledge that God is in control. I just want to finish with a little final thought here that, um, that comes out of James 5, verses 7 and 8. It's a little bit off-centre from what we've just talked about, but it's probably an important little point that I want to highlight to us as we think about God and, and patience. James 5 says this, Be patient, then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. From time to time, people will come to me probably more in the last year than ever before, and say, oh, the Lord's coming in the next year. No doubt. I think it's probably happened the 12 years, actually, while I've been here. Different people have been telling me that for the last 12 years. And I say to them this, you are correct. He's coming. No, no doubt. Absolutely. But I refer to this verse. But we need to be patient on this. As I, as I read this, I, I love that illustration of the farmer. The farmer planting his seeds and then going about his work, waiting for the harvest to come. As I read this, it really is highlighting this to me. Don't, don't in a sense, put on a white robe, sit on your roof and look at the sky waiting for Jesus to come. If you're doing that, please come and see me. We need to talk. <laughs> but to get about to go about the business of kingdom living for Jesus in light of the fact of the promise that he is coming back. I want to say this to some of you. Some of you may well need to let go of that thought that it could be any day, but what it's actually doing is it's actually holding you back from kingdom business. As I read this too, it, it highlights to me to be patient with one another to be patient with our brothers and our sisters. Wherever we go, whatever we do. Because if we want to be about kingdom living, kingdom business, well, patience is going to flow. That's going to be part of our life. We can so much look forward to that day when Jesus returns. I hope it's today. I really do. But it may well not be. It could be years from now. But I know this, that he's got the whole map before him so maybe don't you try and read his map so until that day that he comes may you and I live remaining in him deeply abiding in him some of us this is what we've got to do more to 
to lessen our impatience with ourselves and even with God. Deepen our relationship with him. Draw ourselves closer to him because then patience will flow out of you. Let's pray together. Lord, I put myself in this category that this is one of the more harder Christ-like characteristics to flow out of my life, which says to me that, is it really under your skin, Tim? Which then says to me, am I really remaining in Christ in all things, in all aspects of my life? So my prayer would be for those of us that are here this morning where impatience is part of our life, that we would say to ourselves this morning, God, I want to draw myself nearer to you. I want to cling closer to you. That's where I know it needs to start. I pray for those that are here this morning who have never made that decision to accept Jesus into their life that you are patiently waiting for them to make that decision. You're not forcing that upon them. You're waiting for them to make that decision. But like a, like a father waiting to greet a son who he hasn't seen for so long, you wait patiently to embrace and greet us when we come into that relationship with you, accepting you as our father, as our saviour. And I just pray for anyone here this morning that's in that place who has never made that decision that you wait patiently for them to come into your kingdom. I pray for those who have drifted away from you that they would want to not drift back but run back to you. You wait again patiently for that. Heavenly Father, we, we just thank you, God, that you... You highlight to us in your word just how, how patience, that you're slow to anger, is part of your character. And we give thanks for that today, knowing that we, us humans, are so imperfect. So many times we let you down and you still are patient with us. And for that, we are so thankful. Heavenly Father, I pray that this church would be filled with people who are seeking to be more patient with one another and that would flow out of here. And I pray for those who sit here this morning that think, well, I just hope it starts at home, in my house. I pray for the husband, the wife, the children, who as they listen this morning would realise that this is lacking in their life. It's actually not coming out as a Christ follower. I pray, God, that that would be the place that they would start. And finally, God, I pray for those who have been patient for so long in certain areas of their life, that they wouldn't give up hope, that they would know that you have a, a plan for them And you haven't left them. You haven't given up on them. I pray, God, that they would know that as we finish this morning.
For we pray these things in your precious and your holy name. Amen.